The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today, expert knowledge is so highly valued that we learn to lead first as the expert whose mastery of the details helps teams solve problems. Eventually, as your leadership role expands, expert leaders find themselves in a role where others know more. Details are no longer so accessible, and decisions are made without a full understanding. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. It's time to find out how to make the transformation smooth and flawless. Now, here is Dr. Wanda Wallace. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone. I'm Wanda Wallace, and today we're going to be focusing on networking especially around all those networking events that you get invited to, intend to go to, and then just never make. And I want to focus on networking events both inside and outside of your organization. So that means things that would be held by your company, as well as things that you'd go to with a host of other people attending. Now, along the way, this just isn't about networking events. It's also about how you network within the company to raise your profile. But we're going to start by talking about networking events as such. So with me today is Scott Eisenberg. Scott is a master networker. And in fact, Scott runs a fabulous networking organization called Swap the Biz that's designed around his principles for what makes for effective networking. He speaks um, on trade shows and he runs seminars on how to do networking both professionally and socially. And Scott, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. And what a wonderful introduction. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. So thank you. It's, it's, we're delighted to have you. You know, one of the interesting things is a lot of people tell me that they're a really good networker, but I very rarely meet people who I think are a master networker, and I do put you in that category. So we're looking for you to your advice. Let's start at the top. Most of the people that I speak with, especially people who are very technically skilled, so they're deep experts, they know the content of their subject matter, their work intensely, and are perfectly comfortable talking to anybody about the content. They really like their work to speak for itself, and most of those folks tell me that they dread networking events. So the thought of going to a networking event for them, well, it's just not a very good one. They know it matters, but when push comes to shove, they just won't do it. So you have a particular approach to networking. Tell us about what that approach is like. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, you know, where I've differentiated in terms of networking, is we really focus on approaching it from a social angle. So everything that I do in my own events, in my own organization, to me going out myself to participate in an outside event of any sort, is about learning about the person first, about finding commonalities, or just hearing about each other in a social context. It's just a better way to connect. It's more interesting. I mean, we can all speak on and on and on technically about whatever our occupation or our business may be, but the reality is is that the other person, most likely after you said, I am, 
they heard that, but then you start going to the deep technical analysis, which might be exciting for you or maybe some other people in your industry, but they're probably just not listening. I mean, that's the reality of it, you know, because it's not exciting. So we try to humanize it by learning about, you know, maybe you talk around sports, maybe you talk about an exciting trip. You know, those are the type of things that we try to focus on, and that's what I teach people about, you know, through our events, through my seminars, and, uh, you know, everything else that we do. That's funny you say that, Scott, because what most people say is they dread the thought of going into the room because what if nobody wants to talk to them? And you just said exactly that, that after the first few words, nobody's listening because it's not exciting. So the notion then is that we start with a social angle. We start with a social connection. We're finding commonalities. How do I begin to do that, especially if it's an external event? I have no idea who's there and what do we talk about? That's a great question. So external event, uh, you know, you don't know anybody in advance. You know, you haven't had any advanced information. That's, that's perfectly fine, and that works for every event, truthfully. And that's how I approach every event. You know, there's certain simple things that you can say that, you know, works universally. Uh, you know, simple statements, you know, like, have you been to one of these before? If it's primarily a networking event, that's just, you know, getting, you know, are you someone that goes out to networking events? Or are, what do you know about this organization? Are you a member? If there's a membership opportunity in this organization, if you know that much, you could talk to them about current events is always perfect thing to talk about. You know, perhaps you want to talk about what's going on in sports right now, who's in the World Series, you know, those type of uh, items are easy connections. Maybe as simple as the weather. You know, when there's a change up in the weather, oh, hasn't it been great? You know, uh, you know, weather recently, you know, have you done anything recently? Did you go anywhere? Maybe you're walking by, maybe if it's a place with food, you know, and so, you know, they're grabbing whatever item. Oh, did you grab that already? How does it taste? It's a simple easy entry. Anybody can do it. You're not even looking them necessarily in the eye at that point. They the, mo- the most introverted person can accomplish that, and it's, and it's easy. And then it just gets things going, and you're not talking about business right away. And that's what's so great about it. And then who knows where that conversation leads. You know, it can go anywhere. All right, so now I often – so sports is a common connection point in business. And I often get the question of, should I'm not interested in sports, should I be reading the sports page so I have something to chat about with people? What do you think of that? Uh, listen, obviously, it doesn't hurt to know about any other topic, but you don't have to, you don't have to do something that's not, you know, part of what makes you you. I mean, I think that's the key component in all of this. We do a lot of uh, interactive exercises in Swap the Visit, my events, and they're all socially geared to learn about each other. And not everybody does the same thing. Not everybody is into sports, and that's okay. You know, but as long as you're interesting or you be, or in that particular conversation, be interested in what they're talking about. Yes, you know, it might be easier if you had something to add to the conversation. Certainly, that makes sense. But you might just say, you know what? I, you know, it's funny, but, you know, everybody I know loves, you know, whatever, you know, talking about the Knicks. Everybody loves the Knicks. And, you know, I'm always, but you know what? It's just not something, you know, that I do on a day-to-day basis, but this is what I do. You know, and you start talking about something else, and maybe that's where you'll connect. Maybe you'll talk about, you know, the wine that's being, uh, you know, served at the party. And maybe you're, in, maybe you're a connoisseur of wine, or maybe there's art on the wall, uh, you know, and you can talk about that. All of these things are still interesting topics. But, yeah, it wouldn't hurt if you had the time, but m- most of us aren't going to have the time to dedicate to become educated 
complicated, but, you know, having just a basic sense, I think that's worthwhile. I think that makes sense. I have to tell a funny story about this. A colleague of mine um, convinced me that anybody could talk about sports and set me up to go and talk about rugby. Now, at the time of this one, I knew nothing about rugby. But he said, I'll show you how to have a conversation with somebody about rugby, and all you need to know is what was the game, the last game, and who are the top two teams in the league. And so long as you know that, you can ask a question and get them talking. Anybody can talk about it. Now, not everybody's willing to do that, so I take your point. There are lots of other topics like the weather, the food, the wine, the art, what have you done lately, and current events as well. Okay, so let's move from, so I've got this opening conversation. I sort of started with some person, and I've said, you know, hey, hasn't it been fabulous weather lately in the last couple of days before the winter really hits? There's been a comment back from that. Now, where do I take the conversation from there? Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to drop back for one second to just what you were saying a moment ago. You know, in terms of being able to talk about rugby, uh, you know, and that wasn't your thing. You know, gave you a couple of points, and you know, this is really true of anything. Everybody loves to hear themselves talk. That's what people love. So you don't need to know that much about a topic as long as you can interject a point or two here and there. That other person, they want to talk. They want the spotlight. And that's what you want to do in a conversation at a networking event anyway. You don't want to be the one that's just jabbering on nonstop. You want to let the other person talk. You want to be able to learn about them. That's the idea. So you should always be doing much more listening than you are doing talking. And so that's why you don't have to have, you know, the history of rugby. You don't have to know every team. A couple of key points, and you're in the conversation. You're in the game. So that that is perfect. But, you know, you're saying, where do you take the conversation from there? Uh, you know, you start off with the weather. I don't, it depends, obviously, on the flow and what's going on there. But, you know, at some point, it's okay for, it's okay for it to get to business. If that's where, you know, the, if the event is set up to that, to be like that, then that's, that's okay as well. You can take it directly there. Um, you know, of the, the nature of I just free-flow the conversation back and forth. You know, weather can lead to anything. I'm not looking to just jump and transition it if it's not necessary. It's usually, you know, you start laughing, you crack a joke. Humor is a big thing that I utilize in, you know, everything that I do, whether, you know, it's a simple introduction with someone, uh, whether it's speaking at an event, because laughter breaks down all the walls and all the barriers for everybody, and it, it just changes the feel and the environment, and everyone becomes comfortable. So if you are good at humor and interjecting that into your conversations, a joke is never inappropriate. That's perfect. Uh, but even if you can just, if you're, you know, you have that quick reactivity, to whatever the situation is where you can elicit humor from the other person, uh, get a little a little laugh out. You know, everything should come naturally at that point. I don't think any of this needs to be too thought about, forced, or contrived. It should start working. Should you have some things in your arsenal? Absolutely. You know, should you have some topics that you know work? If you had information about the event before, perhaps you have a few things that you've written down, you know, specific topics that they're going to be talking about. So you can talk about, you know, what's the layout of the event. Maybe if there's a speaker, you know, do you know anything about the speaker? Are you excited? Is that the reason you came here? So you could have certain basic points around the event. Uh, you know, that's always a good way to go about it. Maybe you have something significant that's just happened in your life recently that you want to talk about. And you don't have to, again, it's not about you talking for too long. It's about 
having conversations stirred up. So maybe you want to just tell them, you know, uh, maybe it depends, of course, on the person, but if this is maybe if you're a parent and, you know, you see that this is someone that, you know, seems seems like they might have kids as well, maybe you start telling them about your kid's accomplishment recently, you know, whether it was in school or something sports-related, maybe a dance recital, you know, there could be all sorts of things. But all of these things are just interesting, you know, and that's how you get that going towards that relationship. And that's what we're all trying to start is a relationship. Okay. All right. So, Scott, I get the point that I want to walk into this event and connect with people at a personal level, at a human level. And I'm going to start an easy topic that every anybody can relate to. And I'm looking for something that the other that sparks of interest in the other person. And I want to get the other person talking. And all I have to do is to start with a question that's not about business and not about technical and just to get the conversation flowing. Is that sort of the intent here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. You want to find a way to go up to a person, but, you know, without saying, what do you do, which is what everybody else said, uh, you want to just find a way to slip into the conversation, whether you're next to them on the buffet line, if there's, you know, something along that, when you're, you're up at the bar grabbing a drink, you know, when you say, oh, that's, oh, I'm, you know, what is that, what is that drink you're having? I mean, a simple question, you, you might know what drink it is, but you know what, ask. It's a great entry, you know, baseline question, and then, you know, it should go from there, but have these things laid out. Have things you can talk about. Know in advance your couple of items that you're always, you know, weather always exists, a current event that people are talking about, a sports event, something that's universal and easy to start it. And then you can get into the more personal pieces between you. Okay, so we're making a connection and easy, just start the conversation, nothing elaborate. And you've given some great examples here of things that could be prepared to walk into a networking event to talk about. So things like, apart from the sports and the weather and any current events, I could be talking about the nature of the event, who the speaker is, do you know the speaker, have you seen them before, have you participated in this group in the past, is this your first time? I mean, any of those questions are ones that you've mentioned as particular starting points, as well as the food that's being served or the wine that's being served and so forth. Okay, we're going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to continue talking about this whole notion of networking, but now I want to turn to a bit of the mechanics of the networking. And in particular, I want to talk about how do you end a conversation when you are tired of talking to somebody. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you want more information on the coaching and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. If you are interested in finding out more, you can also purchase a copy of the forthcoming book or any of Dr. Wallace's current books by clicking on the links under the resources tab on our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're also sure to find some handy links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back. With me today is Scott Eisenberg. Scott runs a networking organization called Swap the Biz, and Scott is a master networker himself, believing that you start with the social and then work towards the professional. We've just been talking about the ways in which you could go to a networking event, particularly something that's outside your own company where a range of people are attending, and start casual conversations with people. And Scott's notion is that you start on the social, just casual have you come to these events before? Um, is this? Have you heard the speaker before? Simple, basic things that anybody can do, or as Scott said, an extrovert can do. Now, Scott, in that last segment, you were talking about you need to be interesting and you need to be memorable. How can I be memorable? What does that mean? Well, that's a good question. You always want to stand out, obviously, because, you know, there's lots of events, you know, this is a busy world that we live in. We're all tied to our smartphones and, you know, moment to moment we're meeting lots and lots of people and lots of things are happening with our jobs and we're continually doing things. And if you don't stand out, then the potential for there to be follow-up, for there to be connectivity afterwards, of course, is going to decrease. So, you know, I'll give you a, a great example uh, a woman I know, you know, and, you know, this that wouldn't work for everyone, so this is not perfect, of course, by any means, but her name is Greg, and she, and she's a woman, and obviously that's not a common name. She, she always introduces herself as, hi, I'm Greg, Greg the girl, and that's a, you know, it just works. That's a gimmick that works, obviously, and that's particular, but if there's humor, like I mentioned before, you know, if you can make a joke, all of a sudden, you're funny. You know, that's that's great for people. You know, they're like, oh, that was the funny guy. They're going to think back about the night and what happened on the night and what stands out to them, what was great about their night. Or if you're the interesting guy or girl, of course, uh, what's the story that you told? Maybe you had that exciting story. You want to utilize your best stories, your best accomplishments, you know, a lot of our exercises that we do at Swap the Biz in our, especially in our breakfast networking groups, uh, we go around the room and we do exercises that are very social focused. We don't do your regular elevator pitch of where you go on and on about your business. You know, we're interested in, you know, everyone saying what their business is, but not in that, you know, 30, 60, 90 second pitch. What we talk about is things like what was your most recent accomplishment? Uh, Tell me about your most embarrassing moment. Uh, And we do exercises like that. And what that elicits from people uh, is fantastic. And those things, when the more you're willing to let go of, the more you're willing to give, the the more that you're going to stand out for everybody. Certainly another way, of course, is to be a giver. 
and that's a, a basic uh, a basic tenant of networking in general is to be a giver. So you know, be interested in what they're talking about, uh, and you know, if you see an opportunity while you're you know right away when you meet someone of someone that you can connect them with, someone that you could introduce them to. You know, it doesn't ha- mean you have to give up all of your best contacts. It doesn't mean that you've endorsed them. But as long as you can just give them a good introduction, you know, you say, oh, you know what, you're into that, and I know my friend Mikey, he actually does that, and you're supposed to, that's the type of person you want to meet. You know what, I can introduce you. Well, they're going to certainly remember you because you're already an opportunity for them. That's going to stand out. Uh, you know, if you wear a nice tie, something that's different, that stands out, you're the one with that bright tie. Maybe you wear a bow tie, you know, as, as a man. Maybe you're a woman, you know, everyone is a, an affair where everyone's wearing dra- black dresses and you're wearing pink. You know, if you know a way to make yourself stand out in the crowd, it's always going to win. It's true of life uh, and it's certainly true of networking. All right. So being memorable, I've heard several points from you. One is I can have something funny to say. I can have a play on my name. I can tell a good story that's a memorable story and a compelling story about an accomplishment or or an embarrassment. I can connect people. I can give something back and I can wear something that makes me stand out. Pretty good list. Okay. So now let's turn to the... Yep, I, go I got one other. I got I just I just you know another thing that you could do. Actually, someone came to me at an event that we hosted, one of our events last night. I thought it was an interesting idea. Uh, you can have something that you know you give to somebody that makes you stand out. You know what her idea was using post-its. You know post-its where you know she had a message. The message was. Her, you know, her contact information, and now you can have her post-it pad. And so, you know, the handout, you know, and maybe people are going to reuse post-its. You know, they're getting, now your your information is constantly in front of them. Every time they use a post-it at their office, your name is up in front of them. It's a great way to stay stay in front of them. And we could talk about. I don't know if you want to talk about now, but there's also post-event things that you could do to also be memorable to these people. But we could talk about that after. I want to do. I want to do that in a minute. I want to go back okay. before we do that part. I want to talk. About about how do you get out of a conversation? So, you know, I've gone up, I've had a chat, I've said something memorable, I've learned what I want to learn from that person. And let's say worst case scenario, I am absolutely, totally bored. How do I get out of the conversation? That is a fantastic question. So, yeah, I, that's one of the most difficult things in networking. How do you get out of the conversation? Uh, so, Obviously, when we're at these events, we want to meet people, and everyone goes about it differently. Most people think they want to meet as many people as humanly possible at an event. Uh, I couldn't disagree with that more. Uh, you know, they, it may be a room of phenomenal people, but at the end of the day, what are we looking for? We're looking for connectivity. Uh, we're looking to develop a relationship so that it's going to be something long-lasting, that it's going to go further. And if you click with someone, then you want to continue that. So if you meet two or three people on the night and there was 60 people there or there was 120 people there, it doesn't matter. If you had two or three that you connected with and that's who you spent the majority of your night with, that's, that's a win by far as, as far as I can see it. Uh, in terms of exiting that conversation, you know, there's obviously the escape hatch, I would call it, uh, and that would be 
you know, when they're going on and on. And it, this, again, it also, it, it depends on, you know, the, how is the conversation going. If this is that person that's just continually talking, talking, telling story, story, and there's no break in the conversation, that's almost impossible to break, to be honest. You can't just, you know, there's just no right place. There's no comfortable moment. There's no slowdown by them. That person that just goes on and on and on and on, it becomes very, very difficult uh, to get in between that. So what you could do is we all have smartphones. You pull out your phone. You just pull it out of your pocket. Put it up to your ear. Put up one finger with your other hand and say, Hello, hello, just hold on one, and you say to them, hold on one second. You know what, I'm going to be right back. I just need to take this. You turn away, and you step aside. It gets you to break the conversation. Come back in 60 seconds, you know, get off the phone. You're off that phone call, and you say, you know what, it was great talking with you. Let me grab your card. I got to go, you know, to the next person. I got to go, you know, take this call, however you want, whatever you want to do with that. That's the escape hatch if you have to. But if you're having a free-flowing conversation where there is back and forth, but, you know, you feel like, you know what, I've learned enough about this person. Well, it's simple. It's, it's okay. You know what? It's been great. And, and you know they still want to talk to you, but you know what? You say, you know what? This has been an awesome conversation. Let me have your card. Here's mine. Let's set up to have a coffee or a cocktail, whatever you think is appropriate. You know, let's connect after the event. And of course, it's going to depend on the level of how badly do you really want to connect with them. Do you really want to do this? Then maybe you should be setting an appointment right then and there. If it's just a way to break the conversation and you're not sure, then it's good enough. Exchange the cards. You both have information. And then it's up to you know, both of you in terms of do you try and follow up and what, where you take it from there. So it's, it's a, the, the question, I think we need to look at it in two ways. Is it I just want to meet more people at this event. This was a good conversation, and am I trying to get out of it? Or, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good conversation. It's not someone I'm going to want to continue with, and I kind of got stuck in it, you know, and I didn't know how to escape. And you don't want to be rude, and you don't, you know, and you don't want, you don't want to be mean to somebody. So those, those are the two different worlds of that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, if you have that nice back and forth, regardless of which level you're at, obviously the simple thing is an exchange of a card because the key to networking is the follow-up. And most people are not very good at the follow-up. So the reality is that other person is not that likely to follow up with you. It's sad, but it's true. So unless you're going to be on top of following up with them, I wouldn't even necessarily expect that they're going to even call you. So you're not going to have to be required to engage them again if that's not something you wanted to do. And if it is, well, then it's perfect. You know, exchange the cards. I, want to, I don't want to spend time setting up appointments here. You know you're going to call them. Then you've got, you're going to have that appointment with them. You just wanted to make sure that you met a few more people. Okay, so Scott, while we're on that, I mean, a lot of people have been saying recently that we spend too much time networking, collecting cards, and not enough following up. And the whole point is if I've made a real connection with somebody, I want to continue that relationship. Otherwise, there is no point to the networking. So you've just been talking about ways of following up um, where you set it up in the event as well as you agree to call. Are there other ways in which you should follow up and ways you should be memorable after the event? Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, so follow-up after the event. You know, definitely an email reach out. Uh, you know, referencing the event, you know, 
Look, but let's back up actually to the actual event. I'll give a great tip here. Uh, for everybody that's listening, you should definitely write this one down. It's something I often talk about, you know, when I'm speaking at other events. When you meet somebody, after you're done meeting with them at the event, always carry a pen with you. That's my first bit of advice. Step away from the conversation. You don't need to talk to the next person. Take down a couple of notes on that business card. It is the best thing you will ever do. And here's what I want you to take down in terms of notes. Something that's memorable about the conversation. Something that's memorable about them. You know, maybe you want to say, wore that bow tie, had that funny hat, uh, you know, was really sweet, had a pretty dress, uh, talked about their kids, talked about their vacation. What that's going to be for you is a memory trigger when it comes time for you to do the follow-up. And what it's going to, so when we do that follow-up email, now you can have a reference point. It's a way for one, for you to remember the conversation because you're going to meet five more, ten more people. I don't know how many at this particular event, or you're going to have a, several other events. And, you know, it's going to be two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later. And how do you remember these people? Well, if you have that little bit, it's going to be a trigger for you. And now the greatest thing is in that email follow-up or that phone call follow-up or that actual meeting that you have with this person, you're going to be able to say to them, oh, that was, you know, that story you told was hysterical when you were talking about the horse and how you fell off. And then all of a sudden they're going to say, wow, they cared. You know, they thought about me. They remembered me. You know, now you've, you've beaten out everybody else at that networking event because nobody else remembered that about them. Nobody else paid attention. We all want that. We all want to be memorable. We all want to be thought about. We all want to, you know, that makes you feel good about yourself. So that's a, that's a simple, simple technique, uh, you know, that I highly, highly suggest. And you can integrate that into all of your follow-up. So in terms of, uh, you know, I think I digressed a little bit, but in terms of your uh, follow-up versus networking, you know, obviously it makes no sense to just network, go to a million events, and not participate, uh, and participate that I mean by the follow-up, by the continuation with each of those people. So you can go meet 100 people, but it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to benefit you. It's not going to benefit that person. It's not going to benefit, you know, anyone. If nothing gets done with the relationship, you can say, oh, yeah, I networked. I met a million people. You know, that's great. But if you don't, you know, take that relationship forward, they're not likely to think about you, and you're not likely to continue to think about them. And so there's, there's a very minute chance of an actual you know, business flow in the future. Yeah, you know, someone might just happen to have a stack of cards, and they, say, and they filed you away, and you know, maybe they found you because they needed you know, your unique services. If you have that one unique service, and they couldn't find it anywhere else with someone they actually have a relationship with. It's possible, but that doesn't sound like a very effective way. You have to follow up. So a big thing that people don't do is everybody calendars an event, but nobody calendars the follow-up. So a simple thing that you should do is when you calendar an event, the next day have on your calendar in advance, set aside a half hour, an hour, for you to follow up with people, for you to make a few phone calls, for you to do a couple of emails. Other great tips to, again, be memorable and to accomplish follow-up, how about going to somebody, if they have a business, how about going to their Facebook page and doing the simplest thing you can do that's free? You click like. Every time you do that, they get a message to them from Facebook. Everybody will know. They notice that. You're going to stand out. It's another way to reach them. It costs you nothing. 
and you conferred a benefit on them that improved their SEO, for their search engine optimization uh, for their website, that you know, improved their social profile. And, it, and it's an accolade for them, and they know that you did it. And they, you know, so that's another reach point. So you did the email, now you like their Facebook page. Maybe you connect with them on LinkedIn. Then maybe you follow them on Twitter. Maybe you retweeted one of their tweets. All of these things are free and quick and easy. So these are the simplest starting steps. But, you know, that first email of follow-up should be very specific. You know, don't be broad. That's another key factor. You know, make a note of this for yourself, anybody that's listening. Don't say, oh, it was great meeting you, and I'd love us to grab a cup of coffee sometime in the future. Well, that's great. You didn't give me any specific dates. And you know what? We're all really busy individuals. It's way too abstract. People can't deal with, you know, that, that abstract. They don't have the time. Give me two dates. Say, you know what, do you want to, or say, you know what, I'd love to grab a coffee or a cocktail. How's Wednesday, December 25th? Well, that's a bad date, actually. Forget that date. Let's go after the new year, you know, January 18th, you know, uh, is a great day for me and for you, perhaps. You know, write in the email. How about I've got available 12 to 2 o'clock for lunch, and I actually happen to have, you know, 5 to 7 p.m. for a cocktail. You know, if you can get back to me, let me know which works for you. And if that doesn't, I, you know, it, let me know an alternative date in that week. And so you, you give them specific things so that they can answer to it, yes, no. Otherwise, it's, it's too broad, and people don't have the time uh, you know, to deal with that. It's just not going to, nothing's going to happen from it. So it's got a lot of fabulous tips in this one, you know, from the taking a note on the back of the business card so you can remember something specific about people, referencing that specific thing in your follow-up so that people feel that you cared and that you remembered them and that you paid attention, all towards building the relationship. I love this notion of calendaring the follow-up when you put the event in your calendar so you actually have time to do it rather than getting to the end of the month and still haven't done anything about it. And then just some real simple things like liking the Facebook page, Facebook page or retweeting a tweet or connecting on LinkedIn. All fabulous, simple ways to continue the relationship and hope that good things come out of it. All right, we're going to take a break at this point. When we come back, I want to talk about networking organizations and whether they're worth it or not and what you should do and should not do in joining a networking event. With me today is Scott Eisenberg. Scott um, runs an organization called Swap the Biz, a professional networking group that's fabulous. We'll be right back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you want more information on the coaching and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. If you are interested in finding out more, you can also purchase a copy of the forthcoming book or any of Dr. Wallace's current books by clicking on the links under the resources tab on our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're also sure to find some handy links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. 
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back. I'm Wanda Wallace. With me is Scott Eisenberg. Scott is a master networker and runs a networking organization called Swap the Biz. So now, Scott, we've been talking about networking events, um, particularly external events, but the internal events are very, very similar. And in particular, you've given fabulous tips about how to start a conversation and to start social and when you begin at a networking event and then things to do to follow up. So now I want to turn and talk about networking organizations as such. There are a lot of them, and I people get lots and lots of invitations. Most people skip those. So who should go to a networking event and who shouldn't go? Or maybe I should ask it in terms of what should you do and what shouldn't you do at a networking event? Well, you know, I think I can answer to both. I mean, you know, this kind of plays back to what we were talking about before, uh, who should go to a networking event someone that's going to take it forward, someone that's going to uh, follow up, someone that, you know, recognizes that when they go to an event, an event is not a place that you're looking to get business. If you go to an event and you think you're pitching your services and that's where you're going to get deals and that's how you're going to get deals, all you're going to get is other people that are going to be annoyed with you. The whole idea here is that you're building relationships, that these people are going to know other people in the future because you're going to become friends with them. You're going to connect with them. And then they're going to say, oh, okay, Sammy does that. I'd love, you know what, next time I hear somebody that might be looking for that, I can help, you know, send that their way. I can send that to Sammy. But then, you know, it doesn't work if you're not coming of that mind. So you have to be willing to give, too. You have to come into the event saying, any opportunities I have, I'm going to want to try and help people connect. Because the whole world of networking, what makes it go round, what makes it work so well, is that people come in and they just give freely with no expectations. And that simplicity is what makes it all work for everybody else because, you know, everybody involved, if they're really committed to it, is trying to give. So who shouldn't come? People that, you know, just expect and people that aren't going to put forward the effort. Uh, Now, bring me back to it again. What was the other part of the question? Um, Well, what should you do and shouldn't you do? So one of the things you said you shouldn't do is to go to build a picture service. This is not about getting business. This is about building relationships. And then the second thing is you're not going to get, you're going to give. Yeah. So 
Right, and and there's nothing wrong with talking about your services and getting to the getting to discussing your business. You, you should at some point, but it's you know the idea that you're selling at these events is a turnoff for just about everybody universally. Nobody nobody wants that at an event. So when you're at these events, you know how should you be there? You know you should be someone that's just trying to help other people there, someone that's just looking to connect, set up appointments, you know, and see what the possibilities are of bringing your worlds together. How can you help each other? It's, it's really, you know, that simple. Uh, you know, one thing I just want to mention also to your, to your listeners uh, before I forget is, you know, we have lots of tips. You know, we went over a lot in the last segment, and, you know, I do a lot of seminars uh, that are opportunities for them to, you know, learn more uh, that are educational. But, you know, even if they're interested in participating in our organization, you know, uh, happy for them to connect with us either through email, scott at swapthebiz.com, S-W-A-P, phebiz.com or go to our website swapthebiz.com uh, call us 212-683-2107 and uh, you know mention that uh, via the email or when you call in mention that you saw us on the Wanda Wallace uh, show and we're happy to offer uh, a half price discount for you to come to one of our you know one of our events to come check it out I just wanted I wanted to mention that before I forgot, but thank you again as a thank you for having us on here. But uh, can, let's continue. Okay, so let's talk about Swap the Biz because I, I would agree I've been to a lot of networking organizations. I do a lot of networking events or have historically. And I come to your event. I'm not going to have to tell everybody I came to your event because I ran into you at another event and you said, let me show you a different model. And I came. I was pretty impressed with the model. So would you talk for a few minutes about what you do uniquely at Swap the Biz and why you think that's a better model for a networking organization? Absolutely. So the the basic mantra of what we've uh, built here is our focus on social connectivity. We're all about you and I having an experience at one of my events and connecting and developing a relationship that we hope blossoms into a friendship. And at the end of the day, though, it's all about business. Everybody at, at my events, don't be fooled by the fact that all of my events are very fun. It's always a good time, whether it's a breakfast event or whether it's an evening event. I, everybody there is very serious about business, and that's our purpose. But we're just getting there in a more enjoyable way. So, you know, we have interactive uh, exercises that are very social socially geared. So, you know, we'll go around the room and talk about, you know, recent uh, life events uh, to learn about each other. I mean, I've learned about, you know, participants that have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, I've learned about people drag racing. I've learned about people, you know, uh, that are into certain sports and athletics and fitness. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable the things you'll learn. And what happens is, you know, what the next person says, oh, yeah, I'm into that too. You know, you learn about people that are marathon runners. I would never have had, you know, any knowledge of that. And, you know, and then you get funny stories and you find humor in it. And other people are good at delivering things that are funny. People want to tell funny stories. And so everyone starts laughing and it brings down those walls and it just makes it a more comfortable atmosphere. Universally, after, and you can, you know, if you look on the web and see anything that's been written about our events, uh, everyone says the same thing. 
Our events are warm and inviting. They're always surprised. Whenever people leave my events, they always come up to me and they say, I can't believe what a great event this was. It was so different. It was fantastic. I couldn't believe people were welcoming. And I'm surprised by the fact that they're going to other events where people aren't welcoming, actually. But, and it's whether it was their first networking event that they've ever gone to, or if they've been, or they're an experienced networker and they've been to, you know, hundreds of other networking events, they're always genuinely shocked at how different our events really are. We always make them experiences also. So, you know, we have those interactive exercises often, but we also have, uh, you know, great speakers. We have traditional type speakers on sales training and leadership, social media, search engine optimization, things that we value in our businesses. Uh, but we've also had lots and lots of entertainment. We've had a comedian perform. We've had a magician perform. And you know what? You're going to say, a magician? What's a magician doing in a networking? That doesn't make sense. I'm here for business. But you're not. You're here to connect. And you know what? The magician, is not a, they're not a kid's magician. They're a magician for everybody. And they do illusion, and they mix it with comedy. We actually, it's Monday Night Magic. It's the longest-running magic show in Manhattan. They're a sponsor of our events all the time, and they're phenomenal. I, you know, and it's another great way to connect. I've had a woman talk about juggling business and life. Great topic, very important. Key to that is while she's actually juggling, all right? So, again, we make it fun. We make it higher end. You know, it's always a red carpet, a step and repeat banner. We're all taking all sorts of photography, so there's pictures. We're at beautiful, beautiful venues. We host our events in a lot of furniture showrooms, uh, you know, where it's gorgeous, uh, and other private event spaces. All of those things, they dress up the atmosphere. We reformat everything for you to give you the best opportunity to engage, to leave with a great experience, whether you're going to walk away with some education, some entertainment, or, you know, just some some knowledge about each other. Uh, that's fun facts. That's stuff you can talk about. You can joke around, you know, about. And I utilize humor in everything that I do. So I always have you laughing at an event. Anytime when I do my welcoming, I'm interjecting humor. And when I'm running, managing any part of the event, anytime I'm in front, in front of the audience, I make sure that I can interject some kind of humor, elicit some kind of laughter. Again, it just breaks down the barriers. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you actually one, one last thing real quick. So uh, it was, uh, I don't even know, this was maybe six months ago, I, I remember. There's a guy I'd met. I met him at another networking event, actually, many, uh, yeah, I don't know, three years ago, let's say. And he, uh, he, came to, he hadn't come to one of my networking events. And he finally was able to come. And then we spoke afterwards. And he's very, very introverted. And he says to me, he's like, Scott, i got to ask you, did everybody at that event know each other? And I said, I said, no, actually, at that particular event, you know, about 50% of the room was members. Uh, about 10% of the room were invitees of members, so loosely affiliated with the organization. The other 40% were just like you. You know, it was their first time coming to check it out. He's like, I couldn't get over the fact that so many people were embracing each other. They were hugging. They were kissing. For him, it was extremely unusual. And, I, you know, for me, that was the greatest compliment to what we had built. You know, he was able to see the community aspect of this, and that's really what it's become. You know, all the time I'm wowed, you know, 
and I guess almost sort of like a proud dad, proud when I hear about not only the business success of the members, but when I hear them doing things together that are events that I haven't created. You know, when they tell me they just went out, you know, golfing together. You know, recently, you know, one of our members took out his yacht with, with a bunch of people, and he's done that a couple of times. Uh, you know, some of them are musicians, and they're starting to play together, musicians on the side. It's great, and that all stems from these same activities. That's where they learned about these things with each other, and that's what's so exciting about it. You know, it's really humanizing networking that we're doing here. And, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, that's it. So, I mean, to sum it up again, social, social, social connectivity through amazing experiences at beautiful venues, uh, you know, with Everything of the highest level, a red carpet experience that's focused on connecting you socially for the purpose of business. Fabulous, Scott. I get the sense of your passion around these. And having gone to the event, I have to say that's a good description of what happens. You also get the real sense that the commitment behind the networking that you suggest is around building the connections with other people, creating relationships, having fun together, getting to know each other. And the rest follows. Um, I like I like that notion. There's a lot to be said. And as I think about my clients that run internal networking events, so women's groups or other special interest groups, it strikes me they could take a chapter from this and make those events much more effective. Okay, we're going to take a real quick break. I'm talking with Scott Eisenberg today from Swap the Biz. We're going to come back with just the last few minutes of tips from Scott about networking inside your organizations and ways to raise your profile. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. If you want more information on the coaching and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. If you are interested in finding out more, you can also purchase a copy of the forthcoming book or any of Dr. Wallace's current books by clicking on the links under the resources tab on our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're also sure to find some handy links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back. 
With me today is Scott Eisenberg, master networker and creator of Swap the Biz. Scott has been elaborating all sorts of ideas around how to walk into the room, how to say hello to people, how to start conversations, how to make connections. The fundamental principle behind Scott's view of networking is that it's about creating connections and building relationships. So now, Scott, we've talked about going to networking events, but I want to talk about that ever-elusive thing of raising your profile within the organization. What advice do you have for people about how to raise your profile? So, obviously, it depends on is it a small company, is it a large company? Those are factors that matter. But, you know, let's start off with talking about a large company. You want to get involved in any activities that might already exist. So, pre-existing activities, let's, if they're connected with charities and there's a, there's a charity run, if there's a charity dinner, um, if there's a bowling event, if there's a, if there's a sports team, if you can get integrated into any of those things, because again, that's going to lead you to the social connectivity, and that's where people, you know, really develop their relationships. If there's a golf outing, of course, that's an ideal place for you to get involved. You know, all of those are your opportunities within the organization. Now, let's go back to maybe it's a smaller organization or it's a large organization that doesn't have those things already in place. Well, how about getting them started? How about spearheading it? You know, look to, you know, especially in the small organization, but even in the big as well, look to those, you know, whoever are the people that are your higher-ups, those people that are going to help advance you in, in the organization, or whoever is at the head of the organization, what are the things that they're passionate about? You know, look for, you know, if there is no charity connected currently, maybe you can start something as simple as, you know, with that small organization of five people, say, you know what, I was, you know, thinking about it, and how about, uh, you know, next Thursday night, uh, you know, I connect you with this charity XYZ, which, you know, you knew that was something that would be a fit, you know, something that, you know, those people care about. How about we go out for drinks and let's, uh, let's everybody pitch in $20, you know, us and let's all bring our spouses or significant others or at least one friend. And now all of a sudden there's a few dollars at the end of the day. You've certainly made yourself stand out. And that's a, that's a perfect way to get started. Fabulous, Scott. I really like that idea because, again, it follows your principle that I take what is either existing or created if I need to that give us a chance to interact in a social way rather than just in a business and it's a driving for business. Very interesting. So either from starting the charity, from a sport event, and I often encourage people to use recruiting events equally as well because those are places you're going to make a different kind of connection with people. Okay, Scott, go ahead. No, no, I absolutely agree. I agree with you. Okay. Scott, thanks very much for being with us today. It's fabulous. Um, As I look back on this, I think there are a lot of tips on the show today. And one of the, a couple of the takeaways for me that are standing out very strongly is this notion that we start with the social, um, that you make the social connection. I make the casual conversation as a beginning, as an opening, just to get the free flowing. And I worry a lot less about 
selling my business or talking about my business or pitching, that I go to the event for the purposes of making a relationship with someone else. And that's what I'm looking for. And then that gives us to the notion that it's, if you're making a relationship, it's not just about selling, it's about giving the way in which you connect other people. And then lastly, if it's a relationship, it has to be a follow-up. And you've given some fabulous tips about very simple ways to follow up. The one I love the most is when you put the event in your calendar, put the follow-up in the calendar as well for 30 minutes the next day so that you can like people's Facebook or send an email or make a connection. And I also love the notion when you send an email that you are very specific, I invite you to a time, something you can say yes to rather than we ping pong back and forth forever trying to figure out when it's going to help. At any rate, fabulous advice. Scott, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. And for those who are interested in experiencing a different networking event, it's swapthebiz.com. All right. Thanks again. Uh, Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again for joining us for Out of the Comfort Zone. Tune in again for another edition with Dr. Wanda Wallace next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Take charge this week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.